You're asking me to explain the caste system versus sexual prowess, and you asked me to do it through the Flintstones, so I'm sorry, I'm not equipped for that on a Saturday morning. I didn't. So, uh, I'm just scrolling through Facebook hoping to find something that'll inspire a conversation. There's a post. This says, in, in big, bold letters, and I should make, make it clear that I agree with this sentiment, okay? I'm not making fun of the sentiment, I'm making fun of the presentation. Don't make fun of people with disabilities. Whether it's mental or physical problems, they are people too. They have feelings too. Like and share if you agree. And then there's a picture of Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I know Fred wasn't the brightest crayon in the box. If anybody had the disability there, it was Barney. We can agree. We can agree. <laughs> Barney was the slow one. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're saying. Maybe like, be like Fred Flintstone and befriend your mentally disabled neighbor. I have to imagine that's a, a an instance of the algorithm failing us. Because <laughs> I don't know what that means. And also, why I, I would love to see the ad, like the actual like moving like TV ad about you know, disability and get get help and support your people with disabilities. They have be a Flintstones running in the background. Like, what's going on? Why? Is, why is this? Making fun of the disabled is a yabba dabba don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to imagine that's a mix up. But I, if not, I really want to hear the reasoning why. Well, I mean, he's a di- he's a dinosaur. He's a caveman, so he is working at a disadvantage, but not not, not know, relative maybe. to the rest of the world. Like, yeah, the, he's very much a working class Joe, but that doesn't mean he's got disabilities. Hell, he's meeting celebrities every week and got a smoking hot wife. Don't at me. No, I'm not going to at you for that. And so does Barney, but uh, Barney's, you know. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, let's be. Let's talk real. Betty or Velma? Well, Wilma. Wilma. Betty or Wilma, right now? Uh, I don't Betty. Even though Fred, even though they're kind of, they're both middle class. It feels like Barney's a little lower. He's always kept that way, so you know Betty would would uh, know a few more tricks, if you know what I mean. No, I don't. I do not know what you mean. Explain yourself. I thought you were going with yeah. She's if she's willing to go with Barney, she's willing to hook up with this love. But no, you think she knows tricks. Let's talk about this. What tricks does Betty know? Uh, she's, uh, you know, uh, uh, she's seen a thing or two. I don't know. You're asking me to explain, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to explain the caste system versus sexual prowess. And you, you asked me to do it through the Flintstones. So I'm sorry. I'm not equipped for that on a Saturday morning. I didn't. This was your hypothesis that you presented. I was just like, which do you find more attractive in a general sense, redheads or brunettes? And you're like, I think poor people know fancy sex You did not things. say that. Hey, 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 hey. Hang on. That is not what uh, you said. That's what, that's what Betty or Wilma kind of boils down to, because that's really all we know about them. But no, you make all kinds of assumptions of things that you know about them and that they know, if you know what I mean. I'm shaking my head. Clearly, Steve has never really truly watched an episode of Flintstones. <laughs> Otherwise, he would okay. know who Betty and Wilma are. Oh no! You, you, they they do have some characterizations, but it's they're both just you know supportive slash nagging housewives. Yes, because it's an old school sitcom. The, the characterization in cartoons of the fifties did not treat women well. <laughs> <laughs>
They were not the in-depth characters. Same is true of most of the shows that it emulates as well. Like that's just how the women were. So, mm-hmm. so we're not gonna, you're not going to get very far. Was there ever an episode of the Flintstones that focused more on one of the women than anything the guys did? There had to have been an episode. Well, I would argue that they actually were a solid female friendship before that was even a, a thing that people would talk about. Like, it, it passes the Bechdel test. I remember them having conversations about things that weren't Fred and Barney related all the time. So, like, as far as, like, being an example of healthy female relationships, I think Betty and Vilma... I don't know why I keep calling her Vilma. Betty and Wilma. Vilma is Vilma from Scooby-Doo. Wilma Flintstones. You are correct. And we can do... Velma versus Daphne later, but <laughs> no contest in there. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, it depends on the person. So I, 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 there's probably more to them than than I'm I'm remembering. But all I remember is that both of them were terrified. Of, both Fred and Barney were terrified that their wives would find out that they went bowling a lot. Like maybe I don't remember the the Flintstones as well as I think I do. But I remember them being scared that their wives would know that they went bowling instead of. To church? I don't know. I don't know where they were supposed to go. <laughs> but they went bowling and they got in trouble. And they just lived in fear. I'm going to watch the Flintstones. If I can find the Flintstones online somewhere, I'm going to do some research because I do not remember. To church? I don't know. You know, dinosaur church. <laughs> I also need to watch more because I cannot, I, I do not remember a single instance of them going to Stone Age Church. I don't think they did. I remember they went to the Order of the Water Buffalo a lot, which was strangely cultish. Well, yeah, they, they were. They had a. They had a fraternity, basically. Yeah, that's to. yeah. That's that was the thing. That yeah, was, that was a fifties thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember a church. <laughs> I don't think there was a church. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, many other cartoon. Families and shows have a, a church involved in some way. The Simpsons and South Park and, you know, but I, I don't think the Flintstones did. I could absolutely be wrong about that. I, I'm sure there's an episode where there's a church and you get to see, you know, the dinosaur they use for the bell because haha, that's funny. But <laughs> there was a lot like pretty much that whole show around was like, hey, what if you used a dinosaur to do this? That's what that's the Flintstones. What, what that is uh, beyond sitcom but set in the stone age that's what the flintstones is as you know that we get to see the woolly mammoth doing the dishes hey it's a living (laughs) (laughs) that's something always it was always like some prehistoric animal looking at the camera like it's a living no it's not you're a slave you stupid pterodactyl fight for your rights (laughs) (laughs) they took you over they subjugated you so you could wash dishes so you could vacuum the floor it's the Stone Age. Should be no vacuuming. Go eat Go them. You are the apex predator in this situation. Why have you been subjugated? Oh, Bon. The washer got all uppity again this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Decided to eat pebbles. So I just Googled Flintstones streaming because I'm like, I want to watch this. I'm like, oh, Prime Video. Okay, yeah, I have that. No, it's for sale and they have it for $2 an episode. Who is paying $2 to watch the Flintstones? I There's got to be someone that did find that favorite episode from your childhood. I Outside of certain guest stars, I cannot tell you a single episode of the Flintstones. I know Gazoo would show up. And yeah, I remember Gazoo? that. Yeah, the great Gazoo. Yeah. 
the the random omniscient alien that befriended these two cavemen. The shark jumping gazoo. (laughs) We need more plots. Uh, Introduce an alien. That'll do anything. I do remember there was an episode, I think it was a movie, I think it was a Flintstone movie, because it was called The Man Named Flintstone, where Fred Flintstone becomes a super spy and has to fly to Paris on a pterodactyl, and then he had a gun that was a squirrel running in a in a wheel to like make it like a Tommy gun, and it shot rocks. I, all of this sounds vaguely familiar, but it also sounds like every episode of Flintstones I've ever watched. It also sounds like a fever dream that I had. merged together. Yeah, it's, uh, you could wake up and write that script, and you know, have the next Flintstones classic. There's of course the Flintstones where uh, uh, WrestleMania goes back to the Stone Age. <laughs> I don't know if that's an episode or a special cash tie-in. Oh, it's it's definitely yeah special. Didn't they make friends with the Jetsons at one point? Oh yeah, Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Yeah, that was a. I, I want to say that was a primetime special. <laughs> I think that was on like CBS or ABC or whatever it was. Everyone wants to get in on this. How will they get along? One's from the past and one's from the future, but it's both the fifties. <laughs> it's literally the exact same family, just we made one the future and one is the not future. One of the dads gets pants, basically. Yeah, the the, the bosses meet each other. Spacey Sprockets meets. Uh, <laughs> God, I can't remember what his do- boss's name was. Uh, oh, it was the quarry. Like Slagstone? Something like that? Sure. That's Slagstone. <laughs> sounds like a very Flintstones type of name <laughs> of the boss. I remember the movie that came out with John Goodman as Fred Flintstone and uh, had Halle Berry in it. And Halle Berry like comes on to him at one point and thinking, well, I never thought the Flintstones would give me a boner. <laughs> And yet you're the one with the whole master's thesis on all the tricks that Betty knows. <laughs> I think the Flintstones are giving you plenty of boners. Actually, that's true. You're thinking uh, if you uh, have it in those terms, then Elizabeth Perkins was uh, Wilma and Rosie O'Donnell was Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell was Betty. So if you put them in those terms, then yes, I will definitely take Wilma. If we're talking the human iterations of Flintstones characters. Well, for some reason, they, so when they cast that movie, they're like, okay, so we need a big lovable oath. To play our lead. Oh, John Goodman. Perfect. Okay. And we need an attractive redhead for his wife. Uh, I forgot her name. You just said it. What was Elizabeth it? Elizabeth Perkins. Uh, Elizabeth Perkins. She'll do. Okay. So now we need a slightly sh- shorter, but also big, bulky, lovable oath. And also a hot wife. I got an idea. Let's subvert expectations and go with Rick Moranis and Rosie O'Donnell. Rick Moranis is perfect, uh, short, schlubby sidekick. So I, and uh, the voices are also spot on. Like, I, I, oh yeah, yeah, they actually were pretty good casting. And I remember liking the movie more than I probably should have. Which is fine. Yeah, it. it's yeah, it's not offensive. It's a Flintstones movie. So what? I, the fact that they did more after that is kind of offensive. But I don't know if offensive is the right word. But yeah, it, it just shows how desperate we were for uh, nostalgia entertainment back in the nineties. We made a Godzilla movie. Good lord. That was offensive. Although I freaking loved that movie when it came out. I had I had no idea. I didn't know any better. I was dumb. Of course. Those are the makers of Independence Day. Godzilla. How could you not love it? Matthew Broderick, let's go. Yeah. Jean Renault drove a taxi out of his mouth. How many times have I wanted to see that? Infinite. And then I saw it. It was great. 
And then they make Godzilla a dinosaur. Hank Azaria almost got stepped on. <laughs> and his eggs are left in Madison Square Garden. Blow that sucker yep, up. One left. <laughs> Godzilla 2. <laughs> Never made. <laughs> Good. <laughs> didn't, didn't need to happen. No. Also, this episode of this podcast probably didn't need to happen. Eh. It's a living. Hey guys, Steve here. Wanted to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Today I Learned Nothing. I hope you enjoy the show half as much as we enjoy creating it. You can follow more of our shenanigans on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Ziggler. Oh,